Welcome to Prima's 2019 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Sharon Harris will discuss cross-generational workforces. Sharon is the Human Resources and Employment Risk Consultant and Trainer for Cities and Counties in Oregon. We will also be joined by Taekwon Gilbert, Prima's Education Coordinator. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Sharon. How do you define cross-generational workforces? So I define cross-generational workforces as groups of employees born and raised during different generations that are currently working together on the same team, same department, or same organization. Each generation of employees, they bring themselves to their day-to-day role in their organization, yet we know that there are strong societal trends and patterns that impact the way each of the generations views everything from work ethics to politics to cultural norms to day-to-day values and expectations. So it's important to understand how our perspectives may have been influenced by the generation that influenced us in order for our workplace culture to thrive. If multiple generations are in our organization, what would be some of the characteristics? So the first of the three generations I will focus on are the baby boomers. They were born between 1946 and 1964. They're known for being very optimistic and idealist. They're also known for being very hard workers and competitive workers. This group was encouraged to work long hours, stay until the job gets done. So the whole shift from the 40-hour traditional work week to the 40-plus, plus 40 to 50 work week, that was a sign of being a very loyal employee. So the culture was also one of respecting hierarchy in the organization. So they respected and understood the need-to-know theory. So if your manager is a baby boomer, they may not see the need to share certain organizational information with everyone on the team if they feel it's not in their job responsibilities to have to know the information. So baby boomers also have very clear lines between personal time and professional time. This is where you might hear people say, leave work at work and home at home. That's really not that easy and not necessarily a shared sentiment among the other generations. The next generation we're going to talk about is Generation X. This group were born between 1965 and 1979. This group helped bring a balance of work life to our organizations. They are less influenced by the hierarchy and hanging on to current practices or policies, and they're more inclined to champion innovation and role with changes. They really coined the phrase change management and brought conversation about work teams. This is where employees were encouraged to share and help solve problems. It wasn't just up to the manager to solve the problem. This group are critical thinkers. They're not afraid to ask questions. They expect transparency, and they look for frequent and direct communication. This group does not necessarily agree with and play into the need-to-know theory. They want to know what's going on in your organization, and they feel they have a right to know. This group is also the group that brought the 
well, it used to be called Casual Fridays. Now it's, I think, Casual Every Day. But they were the ones that really kind of brought a casualness to the workplace. Yet they still respected the professional work day. That looked more like an eight to five scenario. Then we have the millennials. Their generation birth period is between 1980 and 1995. This group are known as multitaskers. And what I mean by that is they might be working at their desk, but they have their smartphone within direct reach and they will check it at a glance and often. They will bring their smartphone with them into meetings, and this, by the way, might be driving a baby boomer crazy. This group brings themselves to work, so there's not a lot of difference between personal and professional. They're kind of like all in all the time. And again, this might be influenced by the fact that they're looking at activity on their smartphones, maybe checking personal messages or looking at their social media accounts during the day. So their personal life is an influence throughout the day. Cross-reference that with a baby boomer who maybe took a personal phone call once in a while, and most likely if they got a personal call, they waited until their lunch break to return the call so not to do it on company time. Millennials have entered the workforce with multiple degrees. So they might be coming to you with two bachelor's degrees or a bachelor and a master's degree. So this is a very book-smart group, but not a lot of hands-on practical experience in the workforce. This group did not have the same opportunities as the generations before them for after-school or summer jobs, so few of them worked their way through college. So again, a very different experience than the Gen X or the boomers before them in regards to entering the workforce. Organizational culture and philosophy are very important to this group. They want to work for not just a good organization, but also a manager who they feel match their own values. So team and organizational culture is very important to them. This group has very strong views and expectations, again, on regarding diversity. They expect their organization to embrace and model this. So if you're having a diversity discussion in your organization or community, Put a millennial on a work team or a focus group. You'll see great results. Now, there's one more generation that will be entering the workforce. This is Generation Z. This group was born 1996 and on. So they are just starting to graduate college and looking to retain that first professional position. So this generation will be bringing their own uniqueness to the organization, a group that has always already had the most up-to-date technology and accustomed to changing that technology out frequently. So they'll be looking for organizations that are also up-to-date in this area, which might be a challenge in attracting this generation for some public entities. Thanks for tuning in to this Prima podcast. I would like to take a moment and invite you to Prima's 2019 annual conference, June 9th through 12th in Orlando, Florida. Here are some words from Prima's meetings director, Monique Gilliam, regarding Prima's 2019 annual conference. If you haven't heard, Prima's exhibit booth sales are now open. We are over 50% to capacity and space is filling up fast. So reserve your spot today by visiting www.primacentral.org and clicking the annual conference tab. We'll see you in Orlando. To learn more about Prima's 2019 annual conference, visit primacentral.org. 
what are some of the obstacles employees are experiencing with the multi-generational workforce? Well, one obstacle might be as simple as existing policies and procedures. My bet is that most organizational policies and procedures were written plus or minus 20 years ago and most likely written by the baby boomer managers. And remember, the baby boomers' work world was very structured. But my guess is that many of your policies and procedures may not currently match how you're actually working today. For example, maybe the workday is a bit more flexible than your policy may state. So let's take a look at the workday as an example. Baby boomers have had ingrained in them that work is done at work in the office, and they're accustomed to working a very traditional eight-to-five workday with the unspoken understanding that they may need to stay to get the job done. So remember, this is the group that transformed that 40-hour work week into a 50-hour work week to make themselves stand out. So baby boomers struggle with some of the current looseness in the organizations today. What some might refer to as laziness, it's really about perception and expectations. The Generation X turned that long work week back to working smarter, not longer, and wanted a work-life balance. So they might stop working on that project and leave the office around 5 to go home and pick that project back up the next day at 8 o'clock and be very comfortable about doing that. The millennials, they grew up with being connected with their phones and their tablets, so they might check work emails and do work at all hours of the night or the morning and therefore want to flex their hours. So this group is looking for a work culture that responds with great flexibility. They want to know why they can't come to work at 10 when the position requires them to be there at 8 if they've already accomplished some work, maybe they've read their emails earlier that morning while having coffee at home. So this is also takes us, so let's take a look also at job descriptions. This is another tool that we should look at on a regular basis. How are these written? What are the expectations of the position? Can the position telecommute? If we're clear about the expectations of the job, then as we recruit future candidates, or just revisiting this with our current staff, they will know coming into the position what will be expected of them. Can the position have a flexible work schedule? Does the position require the employee to accomplish the essential functions of the job in the office? And why? Because we need to remember that how we view what the workday looks like and the expectations of what is required of an employee during the day may differ, and part of the differences might be influenced by the generational expectations. So what can we do with all of this information? Well, we can turn the generational differences from potential obstacles into opportunities, develop our existing staff, and set ourselves up for the future of our incoming employees, which might be Generation Z, who, as we mentioned earlier, will be bringing with them their own employment expectations. So stay tuned on that. So back to opportunities. Every time we go to trainings, we're participating in a public meeting, we might be hearing and responding to the information from our personal perspectives based on our past experiences and knowledge. And for some people, that might be 20 years experience, 10 or 5. But we have an opportunity 
to be open to our coworkers' perspectives and not be ingrained that our way is the right way or the only way. So let's take a look at our policies and procedures and our job descriptions. With the group you have now, what is the best way to accomplish the organizational and department goals? How are we communicating and educating our employees on what is going on in our organizations? Are we keeping the information to ourselves because that is the culture we are used to? Or are we sharing it with those who will be coming up and taking the positions when others retire? Learn from each other. Embrace the fact that those on your work team have varying degrees of product knowledge, as well as differences in how work should be accomplished. How we have accomplished work in the past, and now how we might have to shift and reassess at how we accomplish work going forward. Is there any common ground that we all have, regardless of our generation? Yes. We're all public employees, and therefore, we serve the public, regardless of our generation. So we can all find that as common ground. So let's talk risk management for a minute. Let's take a class that Prima teaches, the ERM ISO 31000. I had the opportunity to take this class in November of 2017, along with many of my colleagues. And I can tell you that all the generations that I'm speaking of today, they were in that room. We took this class together, and we learned together. And during the breakout sessions, I was challenged to hear a different perspective from others in my group. Now, naturally, many of the perspectives resulted in past career experiences. But those with 20 or 30 years experience did not necessarily have all the answers. The goal was to strengthen our opportunity to build on our risk programs in our organization, learn from each other, and that was a common goal, regardless of our own generation. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, join upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.